You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, Rangers writer at WFA.com. Joined as always by Morgan Price of LoneStarBall.com. We want to remind you that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. How you doing, Morgan? I'm doing so great. How about you? Oh my gosh, I'm fantastic. Uh, got a NBA draft thing to cover tonight, and I was like hoping that the Rangers could like wrap this up quickly so that I could like we could record before I yeah. went there, and we wouldn't have to wait till like super late. But you know, sure enough, they did it. We 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 know that Mike Miner is obviously a, a day one listener of us, and yeah. he heard our <laughs> suggestion to go ahead and pitch fast, um, and he went ahead and did that. The Rangers won four to two against the Indians, and they ended up splitting the series, which you know, it wasn't ideal, but the way those two losses went, you are more than happy to take a split. Man, let's just go ahead and, and start off with, with some Mike Miner talk, because he is the yeah. story of the game. Man, what a performance by him. What did, what did you see that was working so well for him today, Morgan? I, I Just the fact that he works fast, I think, um, you know, some pitchers, I don't know if it's with all of them, but... I've noticed a lot that if they work fast, they tend to work better, which I know with like Perez, when he worked fast, he wasn't overthinking everything. Uh, sorry, Martin Perez. Um, when he was here, he he always went, if he's working fast, he got through innings, no problem. But like when he slowed down, that's when he would start to overthink things. And um, I mean, Mike Miner's kind of been our ace, so he probably doesn't overthink too much of any of his pitches. Um, but I definitely love when, pitchers are fast they just go up there get everyone out and then they're done like that's it it's just it's um, much more entertaining to watch yeah i really like that and it keeps the defense engaged like they yeah there's been so many talks about like why it's so important and also it was like i think there's a heat index or heat advisory or something going on yeah. out there today after like tornadoes in like the dfw area yesterday it's like oh man weather just go away yeah go away weather but you know, Mike Miner was not bothered by that at all. He only struck out four, but he went eight innings. He only allowed one run. Um, he did walk three, which is a little unnerving, but he only allowed three hits the whole game. So he he did really well. His ERA is right at 252. Uh, he's doing so well today. He threw, uh, I think, over 100 pitches. Yeah, 110. But, man, I almost thought, that, like, the way he got so few pitches to – he needed so few pitches to get uh, outs in the, the seventh and eighth inning. I was like, you know, maybe there's a chance he comes out there for the ninth, but pro- probably yeah. not. And I think it's best that they didn't, uh, just especially since the Rangers were able to pour on two insurance runs. That was huge. Those yeah. two solo shots by uh, Santana and Elvis Andrews in the bottom of the eighth inning. I just I needed that comfort, especially after they had given up the one run in the sixth. And it's okay. It's a one run lead. Anything can happen. Yeah. Please don't make this go to extras. I don't. I don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> but we were able to avoid that, and so there we go. Good day. Um, this is Elvis's first home run. Since they came off the injured list with that, um, I'm about to say Achilles, no, uh, <laughs> hamstring injury. Um, yeah, I've been watching too much basketball, and there's a bunch of Achilles injuries there. 
Um, Anders also had a triple, his third triple yes. of, of the year. Man, I feel like that was one of the biggest plays of the game, don't you? Yeah, and especially it being in the first inning. Um, it also feels like Elvis used to hit more triples before and not as much this season, which I get. But um, I, I love when he hits when he gets triples because I mean sometimes I forget that Elvis is he's pretty fast like he's not Delino de Shields but very few are um but I like when I get to see Elvis use his speed yeah yeah I mean he's he's so fast and he has so many triples and I I want to say I want I wonder if he can if he can beat out uh if he can beat out old Michael Young for the most triples in, in Rangers history so I'm looking at this and Michael Young has uh, 55 career triples, and let's go ahead and look up how many um, or with the Rangers. Uh, I want to see how much uh, Elvis Andrews has because I I think he's like he he's got to be at close. least he's got to be at least close. Um, okay, and triples. Oh my gosh, he's he's almost got as many. He's really close. He's got 46 triples, and oh, Michael wow. Young has 55. He has 46 triples and 67 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Okay, how many of these years did he hit like significantly more triples than he did home runs? Okay, his his rookie year he had six home runs and eight triples. Um, his second year in 2010 he had three triples, no home runs. Um, then he had more home runs than triples for the first year in in 2011. Um, then he had nine triples. Good lord, nine wow. triples um, in 2012. Um, and then he didn't have more triples till home runs again, um, ever. That was it. That was the last year in 2012. So I guess just three out of the first four years, and then none of the years since. Holy cow! Okay, 2014 was he had literally no power. He only he had 35 yeah. doubles, but he had one triple and two home runs. Man, there's no reason that he shouldn't have been hitting more home runs from the start. It just yeah, it, it the Ron Washington effect of just bunt all the time and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, Danny Santana. Oh my gosh! Offensive force. Yeah. This guy just—he does. We, we wanted more dingers, and <laughs> by golly, we have gotten more dinger dingers. Um, I really appreciate that they're coming from guys like Danny Santana. Like Danny Santana, legit offensive force. Yeah. Man, we did not see this coming. Not at all. And then it's like every week, it's like Danny Santana. Like he's good. <laughs> it's exciting, you know, yeah. having a guy that can do that. He's kind of like, um, I mean, it's, it's easy. Like, I feel like everyone makes this confident guy, any guy who can like play multiple positions and like has some pop and uh, is also a switch hitter, but he's kind of like the Rangers Marwin Gonzalez, Yeah. but just extremely valuable player. Um, so I was looking for the stat that, that Jared Sandler tweeted out. Um, and he said the Rangers had three home runs over an eight game stretch earlier this month. And in the past five games, they've hit nine. So the dingers are most definitely back. And yeah, that's really great to see. But um, I feel like Delano De Shields has had so many almost home runs in like the last few games. Like it's just it's kind of insane. Um, Shinzi Chu also had an almost home run, but Leonis Martin made this incredible catch up against yeah. Spitz. I mean, it, it's a play like that we've seen like time and time again. But he had just had two misplays. He had a misplay on uh, Elvis's triple. Like he just kind of like sauntered over to it, and then like he his glove like went over it. Like, he just missed the ball, and I can't remember what the other one was, but I want to say it led to a double or something. He just, like, wasn't quite hustling it out. And we'd seen some of that earlier in the series, but, like, man, he's he's something special. You forget, because we haven't he hasn't been on this team for so long. Yeah. But 
man, when he really puts in the effort, he's just a special defender out there in the outfield. Man. We also had doubles today from Danny Santana, Willie Calhoun, his second double of the season. Guzman has 15 doubles this season. I didn't realize how many doubles he was hitting, but like... Me neither. There was a list, um, I think it was on yesterday's uh, broadcast, of like the most doubles since like June 1st, I believe it was. Um, And Guzman had seven, and he was like fifth in baseball, and Andrews had like nine or something, and was like most or second most in baseball, but like... The Condor has been and getting his doubles. And speaking of the Condor, let's talk about that amazing play. Yes. And with him and also speaking of Elvis Andrews at the same time. Man, walk <laughs> us through what happened on that incredible defensive play by Elvis Morgan. Oh, my. I just, like, I can't even think about, like, I all I see in my head is Elvis spinning and throwing it to Guzman and then the split. And, like, all of it was glorious. Like, it's so hard to just explain it. Like, you have to see it because... It, it was just so good. Like, I could watch that singular play a good at least 20 t- more times just today. Like, <laughs> it, it's just sometimes they make plays that just look so smooth. And you're like, how is that possible? Like, it's art. Like, that is literal. It really art. is. My gosh. Yeah. Elvis was ranging to his left and he just picks it up and gloves it and he's like spinning and has no idea where the heck the first baseman is. But like the second he gets his body like in the right position, he throws it to Guzman and it's like hopes like, OK, hopefully this is on target. It was what the broadcast was saying. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what it is because you can't see it. And then Guzman makes this just perfect outstretched play. And luckily he's six, seven or or, <laughs> or seven, twelve, I think uh, more likely. <laughs> with just a redonkulous wingspan. He does the splits and just scoops it perfectly on like a little bit of a short hop. It's just like every single part of that play was so incredibly difficult. So good. And both those guys are like, nah, yeah. nothing. It's fine. Yeah. Real easy. It's everyday Man. stuff for them. Gosh, this team is, is so good defensively. Those two guys, it, it's incredible. And Ruggie had another like a really incredible, actually two really incredible plays. Well, one was more spectacular, and then the other was just kind of, he made it look routine, and yeah. it wasn't, it was more difficult than it looked. But um, we're going to take a quick break right now before we talk about those plays, and so we'll keep you hooked, and when we come back, we'll talk about Rugnet Odor's incredible defense. So Odor, the, just the, the more incredible play, let's, let's go ahead and start with that. Um, I got to go back and find when it was, because it was just, like, Oh my gosh! It was it was so stupid good. There was a runner on first base, um, and it was this like little like lazy fly ball, uh, like short little pop up that was um, that was falling in in shallow right field. So Rugno Dor was there, and it looks like okay, yeah, obviously Rugby's gonna gonna get this ball. And so the runner goes back to first because he's like, all right, I'm not gonna get like double off by trying to outrun this and and hope that maybe Rugby drops it. And so then Rugby does drop it on purpose. They didn't call the infield fly rule, and so Rookie gets it, and the runners on that was on, on first is like stuck on first, and so he throws out the runner that was coming from home, and then he goes and the first baseman Rugno uh, Dor, gosh, Ronald <laughs> Guzman uh, throws it to second base and tags the runner out, so they get a double play from just it was such a heads up play, and like I wouldn't have thought to do that. Like I've seen plays like that so many times, and like I was like, wait, you can do that. Yeah, that's incredible. That, that's one of my favorite plays because um, I know multiple second basemen do it, but I'm I'm most often remember seeing Kinsler doing it because there's there's a gif of him I think when he was with Detroit, and 
the gif is in slow motion so he actually he looks like he's making a really dumb play and totally just whiffs on the ball but he does it on purpose for the same reason Rugi did and I I think that's one of my favorite plays just because when you really like we have time to talk about it and like think it through because we've already seen it but like it's a split second that they're like oh I should drop this and then I can get that player out and just it's so much easier and like I don't think I would ever think of that I'd be like oh I gotta catch this ball like that would be my only thought yeah absolutely and like the just the heads up thinking to like because usually when the, I've seen that, that I've seen that play made before, but like usually when you see that, it's like okay, I'm going to drop this and then throw out the runner at, at yeah. second, get the force out. But he had the heads up awareness to think, no, 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 the runner's gone back to first, so I'm going to get the force out where I can, and that way at first base, and that way when he starts running at second base and think, okay, I got to go do something about this now, um, then we can get the tag where we can actually get the tag. Yeah. So just. It was such a brilliant play. And then there was like one more low key um, later on in the game. I believe it was a seventh or eighth inning. Um, but Rudy Nador was just like casually fading back into right field and just like over his shoulder, make this little basket catch. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's easy. No problem. On the run, in stride, just perfect. Nestled in his glove. Like, good Lord, Rudy Nador. He might not be doing super well with the bat, but like the defensive leaps that he's made in the past. Yeah couple of years have been incredible and I unexpected and I I'm really excited about that um I kind of want to bring up like one one more like low-key thing that happened in this game was Elvis Elvis Andrews's base running when he took home plate uh, on a, a wild pitch mm-hmm. it was just such a heads-up play like he saw that the catcher he was on third base and it was, there was two outs in the game and he saw that the catcher on this wild pitch this ball that kicked up back towards the pitcher's mound the catcher stepped up to go get it and the pitcher wasn't there to cover home plate. So in that split second when most runners like would not have enough time to decipher what's happening and then make uh, an aggressive decision like Elvis did, he knew exactly what he had to do. And the second that catcher stepped up, he's like, I'm gone. This is it. This is a run. There we go. And that was the second run in the inning. And I, I don't know who was at the, at the bat right then. I think it was Cabrera, but um, he ended up no taking the for sure, the for sure run that he knew was there yeah. because he's such a smart base runner and man, smart base running is so helpful and so important. Anyway, there's some new faces um, on this team. There were a lot of roster moves that were finally made uh, today. So we're going to go ahead and, and, and chat about those real quick. Uh, Jesse Chavez, like we, like we guessed yesterday, Jesse Chavez is in the rotation now. Joe yeah. Palumbo has been sent back down to the minors, um, but he's not back to, to double A. He's at triple A now which I think is really good for him. He needs some some seizing against hitters that are that are better than double-A hitters. Uh, he had already done everything he could against double-A hitters, but now yeah. go see some triple-A guys that are a little more experienced um, and a little bit tougher to face. So that should be good for him. Um, by the way, one of the top Rangers prospects, uh, Leody Tavares, uh, who's a center fielder, who's a switch hitter, who's an incredible defender, and I've never, I've never seen him in person, and I feel like he's been in the system for forever. Um, there's a little little bit of a concern about his bat. He's got a good approach, but he doesn't have much power. So that's the one concern about him. But he's an excellent defender with an excellent arm and incredibly fast. But I'm excited to go get some eyes on him finally in Frisco when Frisco finally comes back uh, back home off this road trip and after the All-Star break. But that should be exciting. Joe Palumbo is to uh, AAA. Kyle Bird has been called up. Also, Locke St. John has been called up. And Drew Smiley has been DFA'd. So... Locke St. John, if you don't know him, he's a lefty reliever. He's got uh, 
an Alex Claudio starter kit is how I describe it. That makes know, I, me happy. It's it's great. Um, he's got like <laughs> a loopy change. It's nothing is is Alex Claudio's changeup. There right. is like there is no equivalent, but it is similar. Um, it's kind of loopy and ridiculous looking. Um, and he throw, but he does throw a little bit harder than Alex Claudio. He's kind of low nineties, um, high eighties sometimes. But he's a side armor. He's got a funky change. He's got a funky name. He's an exciting <laughs> guy, and it's he's a good uh, lefty on lefty guy. So the Rangers have needed that for a little while. Brett Martin wasn't exactly a lefty specialist, um, or isn't, I guess. He's still up. But um, he's still a good lefty reliever. But it's good to have those lefty on lefty guys when you really, really need them now that uh, Jake Diekman is gone. RIP in pieces. But it's fine. <laughs> They've got plenty of bullpen pieces coming up. They've got some moves being made. Um, Sorry to see Drew Smiley go, but it, it kind of was his time. I hope he gets yeah. another chance somewhere and that he can get himself right because, man, if there's so many questions of what if that could have happened with his career if not for injuries. Injuries suck, man. Yeah. They suck hard. But the Rangers get a split, and they've got the White Sox coming into town for this weekend. Hopefully they can get a series win there. Um, Renato Lopez is going in game one versus Ariel Gerardo on Friday night, coming off a win. Hopefully they can turn that into a winning streak. That would be exciting. And just don't give up 10 runs uh, anymore <laughs> this week. Uh, we're not we're not asking too much. We we got exactly what we wanted in the, the quick game today. And we appreciate you, Mike Miner, for listening. Um, and tell all your, your Ranger friends to listen to. Um, we, we know they already do. But just remind them in case they, they miss an episode or two. That we're, we're always there for him. We're also always there for you. We appreciate your support and listening and tuning in every single day. We really do appreciate it. I'm Bryce Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. And hashtag together we pod.